All right, everybody. God bless you. Hope you're doing well. Um, we're going to get right into it. We are continue, continuing in the gospel according to John chapter 2. Uh, we are. I'm going to keep going in the ERV version, uh, the easy to read version. And let's just get right into it. All right. This first caption is called The Wedding at Cana. Verse 1. Two days later, there was a wedding in the town of Cana in Galilee, and Jesus' mother was there. Jesus and his followers were also invited. At the wedding, there was not enough wine, so Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Jesus answered, Dear woman, why are you telling me this? It is not yet my time for me to begin my work. His mother said to, his mother said to the servants, Do what he tells you. There were six large stone water pots there that were used by the Jews in their washing ceremonies. Each one held about 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the water pots with water. So they filled them to the top. Then he said to them, now dip out some water and take it to the man in charge of the feast. So they did what he said. Then the man in charge tasted it but the water had become wine. He did not know where the wine had come from, but the servants who brought the water knew. He called the bridegroom and said to him, People always serve the best wine first. Later, when the guests are drunk, they serve the cheaper wine. But you have saved the best wine until now. This was the first of all the miraculous signs Jesus did. He did it in the town of Cana in Galilee. By this, he showed his divine greatness and his followers believed in him. So the famous story, Jesus turned the water into the wine, not just any old wine, the best wine these people had ever, taste, had ever tasted. Um, but it's interesting, at first, he questions his mom like, what, what, what are you saying right now? You, you know it's not my time yet. Um... He's talking about his, his time to reveal himself as the Messiah, as the Son of God, uh, reveal his deity. Um, but nevertheless, he, he listens to his mom and goes, goes through with it. And it's important to also notice that uh, everybody listened to what Mary was like. Jesus' mom was like, do what he tells you to do. And they did it to a T. Jesus gave them very specific instructions and they obeyed. So just a quick message within that is when Jesus tells us to do something, we should do it. When God gives us instructions, we should follow those instructions and not cut corners. Listen to what he says. Um, but Jesus knows everything. So he knows when his life is going to play out and, and how things are going to happen and what needs to happen prior to his, his execution and yeah, his death. So there's some things that need to happen before he dies. And he knows all this. Um, God knows all. And um, Jesus was on this planet with an intentional mission from the time he was born to the time he died. We don't have we don't have many. We only have one recording prior to the, his ministry um, when he was 12. That's found in, in the gospel, according to Luke. Um, and then his birth, of course. But uh, as far as his actual ministry we only have three years recorded. 
But Jesus' whole life was intentional. You can believe that, that he was doing the will of the Father, first of all, and that this will, this plan for Jesus' life would line up exactly how it needed to line up so that certain people would get healed, certain people would believe, certain people wouldn't believe, certain people would see miracles, certain people would hear about it. You know what I'm saying? Some people would be healed. Some people would hear him teach this message. Some people would hear him teach that message. It's just like God, God is in control of everything. So he does nothing in vain. Everything's purposeful and intentional. Everything has a meaning in this life. And um, much more so for the son of God, Jesus. So that's why he's like, Mary, it's not my time yet. But, you know, it all worked out. Um, so they did what he said, blah, blah, blah. We read that already. Verse 12. Then Jesus went to the town of Capernaum. Capernaum. His mother and brothers and his followers went with him. They all stayed there a few days. Next caption, Jesus at the temple. It was almost time for the Jewish Passover, so Jesus went to Jerusalem. There in the temple area, he saw men selling cattle, sheep, and doves. He saw others sitting at tables, exchanging and trading people's money. Jesus made a whip with some pieces of rope. Then he forced all these men and the sheep and the cattle to leave the temple area. He turned over the tables of the money traders and scattered their money. Then he said to those who were selling pigeons, take these things out of here. Don't make my father's house a place for buying and selling. When this happened, his followers remembered what was written in the scriptures. My strong devotion to your temple will destroy me. Psalm 69, 9. Some Jews said to Jesus, Show us a miracle as a sign from God. Prove that you have the right to do these things. Jesus answered, Destroy this temple, and I will build it again in three days. They answered, People worked 46 years to build this temple. Do you really believe you can build it again in three days? But the temple Jesus meant was his own body. After he was raised from, the, from death, his followers remembered that he had said this. So that's like a little vision into the, what's going to happen in Jesus' life. John writes that after he was raised from death, his followers remembered that Jesus said this. Regarding the temple, um, that he will build it back up in three days. We'll, we'll learn more about exactly what he meant by that. So they believed the scriptures and they believed the words Jesus said. Jesus was in Jerusalem for the Passover festival. Many people believed in him because they saw the miraculous signs he did. But Jesus did not trust them because he knew how all people think. Jesus knows how all people think. He did not need anyone to tell him what a person was like. He already knew. All right, that was very short of a chapter, but I'm actually going to end it right there. That was chapter two. Um, Jesus performs his first miracle uh, with the wine, turning the water into the wine, which was a huge deal at the uh, wedding. Um, there's this app called The Chosen. You can also YouTube it or Google it. It's basically a um, series about the Gospels. It's a TV series about the Gospels. 
and so far they have eight episodes, and it's the greatest depiction I've ever seen of of Jesus and and what life was like back then. They go into depth with uh, character development, and it's just phenomenal. And it's all scriptural. You can like see, oh, that's from Mark. Oh, that's from the Gospel according to John. Oh, that happened in the Gospel according to Luke. And the acting is phenomenal, and it's a it's a incredible show, incredible show. Um, never for me has a show. It's called the Cho- the Chosen. Look that up for sure. Watch it with kids. Watch it with your kids. It's it's for all ages. Like never has a show with zero vulgarity. So far, no violence, uh, no swearing. This show is so good, and I want to say in the first episode I cried twice, and I don't cry a lot. I cry more these days, um, good tears, uh, but I cried in the first episode twice. Man, I couldn't even hold it back. Couldn't even hold it back. So The Chosen. Uh, definitely check that out. What I was getting at is that they have a scene where Jesus turns the water into the wine at the wedding. And it's a huge deal because um, think about the circumstances. If if you're at a wedding and all of the wine runs out, um, that's going to make the, the host look bad. That's, and, um, so the, the family of, I believe it was the bride, uh, was like distraught because the wine had run out and they're the ones who are catering to this wedding. So it was a big deal. Like, you know, everybody, everybody's having a good time. They're trying to make, be, they're trying to be good hosts. It wasn't so much about the drinking. They're trying to be good hosts and make sure everybody was filled and had a good time. And so Mary was like, I got you, Jesus, uh, do something about it. <laughs> and Jesus, in another gospel, transla- in another translation, Jesus, Jesus says, uh, woman, what does this have to do with me? Um, which is just, it just sounds wild. The, the, the uh, emphasis right there is mine, but that's how, I, that's how I read it. He's like, woman, talking to his mom, Mary, uh, he's like, Woman, what does this have to do with me? But thinks better of it, and he obeys his mother, and he uh, blesses this entire wedding feast, and he performs his first miracle, and many believed, especially his disciples. Because at this point, we, we remember from John 1, the first chapter, um, John the Baptist told his followers to go follow Jesus. So by John the Baptist's words, these followers were, were accepting that Jesus was the Messiah. But now he, they saw him do this miracle, and they're like, and well, at least the narrator says that, they, this is what caused them to believe. So, interesting to think of. Um, what else happened in this champ- chapter? He's already, um, they're all, this, cha- this chapter is already speaking on Jesus' death. We're only in chapter 2. Jesus says, destroy this temple and I will build it again in three days. Um, The people he was talking to thought he meant literally destroy the temple in Jerusalem, the Jewish temple. They thought he was literally going to destroy it and then build it again in three days. Jesus was talking about his body. And the Bible says that our our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Um, So Jesus was destroyed. They whipped him, abused him, persecuted him, beat him, scourged him. Terrible, terrible. And then crucified him and stabbed him, killed him. Um, well, they didn't kill him, but he, he gave up his spirit, so he died. 
he 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 takes his life. No one takes he 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 says this in one of these gospels. No one takes my life. I, I give up my life on my own. So Jesus submitted his spirit, surrendered his spirit, and he died in that way. Um, but then three days later, busted out of, out of the tomb and resurrected back to life. So that's what he was talking about in a spiritual sense. And John, the narrator of this book, tells us that the disciples remembered that he had said this. But after he was raised from from the dead, they they thought back on this chapter, this particular situation, and they remembered that, oh yeah, Jesus did say he was going to raise from the dead. So that's just interesting. Um, that's all the commentary I'll give for now. Ah, like I said before, God, this is my favorite book from the Bible. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Definitely do your due diligence to read it on your own, reread it. Maybe look up maybe look up some more commentary on it, some sermons from YouTube um, about it. Ask questions, reach out to me if you want to. Um, and definitely check out that show, The Chosen. So good, so good. Um, and that's it. Uh, we'll read chapter three tomorrow. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you right now just thankful and humble um, because you are a miracle worker. You are all-knowing. You know everything. You know the end from the beginning. You know the thoughts of our hearts. You know what we're thinking before we even speak. Um, and you knew us in our mother's womb. You knew us before the foundation of the world. You knew us far before we were, we were even born. So we just come before you humbly that we are just able to be on this planet that we have life, that we have breath. And we're also fortunate and grateful that you love us and that you created us. So thank you, God, for life, for love, and thank you for your word that helps us get to know you. Um, thank you for your son, Jesus, and his obedience. I thank you for the gospel according to John. I thank you for the writer, John, to pay such attention to, to Jesus' deity. Um, to Jesus' authority, the Son of God. And I just pray that you continue to minister to everybody who's listening to this. Open their hearts and give them understanding, Lord, of who you are and give them a desire to know you. But I ask you, Father, to draw them, draw them to you as they go about their day. May you be a thought in the front of their minds, not just something that they only think about Maybe when I send them this audio or when somebody else starts talking about it, let, let them fixate on you all the time, meditating on your word, reflecting on the scriptures, thinking really and practically, what would Jesus do? And then also knowing that you know what they're thinking in every moment and you also know what they're doing in every moment. There's nowhere in this universe that we can go to escape the presence of God. So let us be mindful of that. And we continue to humble, our, humble ourselves, cancel the spirit of pride. Lord, we just humble ourselves that in due season, you may lift us up. 
We thank you. We give you honor. We give you praise. We give you glory because you're worth it. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it, guys. I love you. God bless you. Have a great day. And tune in for chapter three. All right? Peace.